On today's episode of Avant Garde Macabre, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording on, the land of the Wajak Noongar people. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Hello everyone, welcome back to Avant Garde Macabre. It's Lily. And it's me, Bridget. How you going? Today we are discussing our queen, Miss Amanda Bynes. Miss Amanda Laura Bynes. I love her so much. So do I. And this episode is going to be really, really hard to listen to. It was really hard to research. I... I feel sick, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so know what to say. So do I. And I think we just remember Amanda now as like her crazy downward spiral. Yes. When really there's so many awful events that led to her eventual decline, I suppose. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it goes without saying that this is going to be a big trigger warning heavy Huge. episode. We've got grooming. We've got mental health issues, drug use, pedophilia, even some gender dysphoria. And... Yeah, I, I just love Amanda. So do I. I just remember her, the Amanda Vine show, yeah. She's the Man, Hairspray. Yeah. She's Even her Easy A. Easy A. So good. So good. I loved the Amanda show growing <sighs> up. My sister and I used to watch it all the time. Um, but yeah, she was fucking brilliant. She was a comedic genius from the age of like seven or something like that. Just fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I think people forget that... She- she had what it takes. I, the yeah. way I look at her, I see her as... Like a Meryl Streep. Actually, no, not even. Like, like a Lucille a, Ball. Like a yes. real comedic, yes. like slapstick, yep. funny comedic queen. Yeah. Very similar to, um, bit of a rogue reference, but like Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Like her comedic timing. Yes. And um, just how brilliant she was at ad-libbing as well. Yes. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, she didn't quite reach that yeah and we will unpack the whole the dan schneider situation and how that contributed to i guess her mental health issues Mm. and what she went through it's it's really it's really fucking sad yeah it's a lot yeah this is going to be a heavy episode unfortunately so just prepare yourselves Mm -hmm. i think we should also just quickly do a quick legal disclaimer that everything in this episode is alleged and the information is readily available online so please don't come for us dan schneider <laughs> i know we don't have that many followers but, but please he scares the shit out of me, me too he scares me yeah, so he's got a lot of power yeah. unfortunately so please don't come for us we're just little girls yeah please leave us alone dan schneider <laughs> we will show you foot pics yeah <laughs> if it comes down to that Mm. I have a very bad pedicure, but I'll still. Me too. Yeah, I'll still send well, it. Well, I have foot fungus, so some of my fingernails have fallen off. It's Bell. so grim. <laughs> Brittany. Brittany. We. Fuck. As we are recording this today, it has come out that she is getting divorced from that fucking rogue husband. Ugh. The weirdest marriage ever. So odd. Mm. So. I'm not surprised at all. None of us are. I'm, I'm surprised it happened to no one. <laughs> the thing about her and him is, I look at that relationship and it reminds me of girls that you know or you like grew up with. Like even me and you, we've been friends for like yeah. twenty years. Yeah. When your friend starts dating like a really off guy, yes. and you can put your finger on it that yes. he's a bit questionable, yeah. but they can't see it, and it's very much. I just always had this bad feeling about him. Yeah. Like, I would look at him and I'd just be like, no. It doesn't make sense. He's this perfect little Ken, Ken doll looking thing. And he's just a really, he's really prominent on the internet yeah. with all of his sponsored ads and shit. Like, he's all like an influencer. Their, yes, he is. And all of their photos together seem staged. Very staged. And she just still seems to be in this horrible <sighs> mind mindset. And he's fucking happy and he's flourishing around the world and yeah getting all these sponsorship deals and it just seems like she was a cash pick for him oh for sure yeah a huge cash for pick sure. but it'll be really interesting to see what actually happens with the divorce like if yeah. he gets any well he's seeking, he's seeking uh spousal support so he's he after need it. oh what the fuck like get a job also leave britney alone leave 
Brittany the fuck she's alone. So much. She's been through more than anyone deserves to go through in, in this, an entire lifetime, and she's gone through it in hers. It's just it's 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 painful, and it's just I. I just, I have no words <laughs> how I. painful it is. Nor do I. And has she addressed it? I, yeah, well, she said she was, like, buying a new horse or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's an icon. She's just like, yeah, I'm buying a new horse. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I, and then I look at her Instagram and I'm like, do you need help? Like, is it? Yeah. I know the conservatorship isn't still a yeah. thing, but I but feel like it, it is. still a thing? Pot, oh, come on. Like, I think so. It just doesn't make any sense. She's a grown woman and she's still taking videos in that one spot in her living room <sighs> in the same bikini. It's like, what is happening to her? Well, there's rumors online that that's like all AI. I know. Like, I don't know. I don't. I just wish her all the best. I love her so much. And I can't wait for a fucking tell all book. I, I don't know if it's going to be readable. <laughs> I, yeah. She might need a ghostwriter. But yes. Brittany, we are fucking rooting for you. Oh, always. 100% and always will be. I wish her all the best. We love you, Brittany. Okay, fuck you, Sam. Fuck you, Sam, you piece of shit. Ugly dog. He reminds me of, like, a Jersey, Jersey short cat. He kind of maybe. does. Just like a real... He just doesn't look like a real man. No. He just looks like an AI-generated <laughs> fucking He looks like the robot. adventure of Barbie. Like, someone at Barbie was like, let's do, like, a Ken. Yeah. Like, a, a weird... Yeah. The jawline, the teeth. It's all a bit much. It's I never trust a man with fucking veneers. No. Never trust a <laughs> fucking horse veneers. Yeah, like Hilary Duff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's dive straight into a right. Let's do this. Okay. Buckle up. All right, all right so let's do it. Uh, Amanda Laura Bynes was born on April the 3rd, making her an Aries queen. She has Aries energy. Just like me. Just like Bruce. <laughs> in 1986, making her 37 years old currently. She was born and grew up in California, the youngest of parents, Lynn and Rick Bynes. Her mother, Lynn, was a dental assistant and her father was a dentist. Amanda's father is Irish, Lithuanian and Polish, and her mother is Polish, Russian and Romanian. Her mother, Lynn, was Jewish, but Amanda states she was raised both Jewish and Catholic. Amanda got her comedy, comedic talent excuse me, from her dad, Rick, who, despite being a dentist, tried his best at stand-up comedy, but actually failed. There was clearly only one star yeah. in that family. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. It was Miss Amanda. It was Miss Amanda. So growing up, Amanda loved fashion and doing celebrity impersonations. She was always super funny. At age seven, Amanda got her first agent and began acting. There are actually videos of her doing stand-up comedy at age 10, and she is fucking... She's so funny. Hilarious. Yes, so funny. So fucking funny. Her father signed her up to a kids' comedy camp, age 10, where she performed in front of Richard Pryor. At this camp, she was discovered by Brian Robbins and Dan Schneider, which we will... We will go into at the end. Um, So, Amanda has actually kind of been seen as the... SNL for children. Like, yes. if you haven't watched the Amanda show, even just watch a couple YouTube videos on it because she's so funny. She's like, brilliant. I, yeah, I think it's actually, um, like, she's not recognized for how funny she was from such a young age. No. Um, so, from 1996 to the year 2000, she became a regular on All That, which was a Sunday Night Lifestyle series for kids. She became one of the most popular regulars on the show, and this culminated into her own spin off show. The Amanda Bynes show ran from 1999 to 2002. This was a sketch-style comedy show with characters Jude, Trudy, and Crazy Courtney. And Bynes won the Kids' Choice Award for Favourite TV Actress for All Seasons, which was a really big deal for child actors, getting um, getting one one of those awards. for sure. During this time, Amanda met her boyfriend, Drake Bell, both aged 13, and they dated for two years. She also met her next boyfriend on the show, Taryn Killam, who was 19 when she was 15. Amanda made her film debut in 2002 in Big Fat Liar with Frankie Muniz. What, what the hell is he up to, by the way? I don't know. I haven't heard that name in Like, is, is he alive? Yeah, I don't know. Where has he... Hang on. No, he got sick, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. We I, I'm to... pretty sure, but we're oh. going to have to Google Oh, we that. hope you're yeah. okay, Frankie. Oh, sorry, Frankie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It was rumoured that she and Frankie were in a secret relationship during filming. The movie was extremely successful, grossing $50 million. She also starred in the TV series What I Like About You from 2002 to 2006. She began dating co-star Nick Zeno in 2003 when she was 17 and he was 24. Yeah. That is disgusting. Like That it happens so, so often. Happened to me. Yeah, it happened to all of us. My, my first boyfriend was five years older than me when I was 17. Like, it's... 
you know, at the time we were like, it's kind of yeah, we're like, oh, we're really cool. cool. It's normal, but when we think about it in hindsight, it's fucking gross. It's just like, oh. why are you looking at little girls? Why? Why can't you get girls your own age? There's a reason for it. <sighs> so they broke up in 2004, but she went on to say she learnt a lot from the relationship. And then the next film she starred in was What a Girl Wants in 2003. So this next movie has been credited as being the part of her unraveling. In 2006, She's a Man was released, which is, this film, still to this day, is oh, actually one of my favourite films. It's so good. Sebastian. It's, yeah. it's so <laughs> it's good. It's so funny. And Chinese Chinese Tate Young. You is ugly. She's a Man was a modern twist on the Shakespearean story, The Twelfth Night, and included an amazing performance where Amanda had to dress as a boy, Sebastian. If you go through the deep Reddit deep dives, there are theories that this was a role that caused Amanda to feel a bit of gender dysphoria. She said, when the movie came out and I saw it, I went into a deep depression for four to six months because I didn't like how I looked as a boy. She said the images of her with sideburns and short hair triggered a super strange and out of body experience. And this was um, like a period of in time mm. where she and Lindsay Lohan were kind of being pitted against each other because yes. they were both child stars that were now... Um, seen as like the quirky kind of actress yes. and this was when Lindsay Lohan mm. uh, starred in Mean Girls and she was stunning in it yeah. and then Amanda Bynes was. and there's like that kind of like rivalry yeah. like Disney, like Nickelodeon yeah. but there's so, I feel like we only ever really heard about a lot of Lindsay's stuff and this is why it was kind of shocking well for me personally when all this stuff started coming out about Amanda because yeah. she was never really seen as the partying type no. I don't feel no. Yeah, she wasn't. Whereas Lindsay's was really out in the open, out in the open. for yeah. a long time, and Amanda's um, Amanda's spiral was really quick and really sudden, and it was it was so intense, yeah. really, really quickly. Oh yeah. Whereas Lindsay was in the spotlight oh, constantly, <laughs> and she called Paris Hilton a cunt, and she was like, oh. "I didn't call her a cunt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda went on to star in Hairspray, which. Uh, I love that movie. So too. do I. John Travolta. It's so good. <laughs> like, what even was? Was that a fever dream? It felt like it. And then Sydney White, of course. And then she went on to Easy A. And Amanda later disclosed that after watching Easy A, she came to the conclusion that she had to stop acting. Mm. She said, I literally couldn't stand my appearance and I didn't like my performance. I was absolutely convinced I had to stop acting. She also said, I was high on marijuana when I saw that. Uh, so in 2008, she started to date Seth MacFarlane when she did voiceovers for Family Guy. And he's a bit of a, he was a lot older than her and he was, he has a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a creep. Okay, I don't know much about Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, so that's like, what, like, I feel like this poor girl's just been groomed. And then there's his next relationship, which just is awful. Mm. So um, she dated Doug Reinhardt from The Hills. And there's been really awful rumours about how horribly he treated her. And he was allegedly really abusive to her in every sense of the word. Yeah. So he also dated Paris Hilton. And there have been, again, like, allegedly rumours that he was, like, quite abusive to poor Paris as well. She's also another one that's been through the fucking... Oh, she's been through the ringer. Ringer. Yeah. <laughs> like... Our poor girls. In June of 2010, Amanda Bynes dropped a bombshell by announcing on Twitter that she would be retiring from acting. She said, being an actress isn't as fun as it may seem. If I don't love doing something anymore, I stop doing it. And I don't love acting anymore, so I've stopped doing it. I know that 24 is a young age to retire, but you heard it here first. And it would later come out that part of the reason she decided to quit was because she was suffering from severe self-esteem issues. Yeah, so apparently during this time, she just couldn't bear to look at herself, which... Which is really sad. <sighs> um, and I know that we just spoke about how... Um, being on Easy A was mm. that gender what triggered of, her. Mm. But you can even see in the film that she looks different. Well, yeah. Yeah, like she just looks different to what she used to. And I think that she seemed a lot different. So um, I can only imagine yeah. how hard that was. That, that must have been for her just being in the spotlight. And I think that gender dysphoria yeah. point could actually be... Well, because she's saying she doesn't like how she mm. looked in that film. I mean, like, I don't want to speak on the trans experience, mm. but I do have trans friends that have, like explain to me how it does feel yeah. and it very much like you're trapped and you you yeah. don't recognize what yeah you know in filming a movie you're in for for a year boy drag for a year a year so after this she also had a really tumultuous relationship with kid cuddy and there have been rumors as well that he was kind of the one that got her onto drugs mm. but then i don't know yeah who knows 
So this is kind of where all the the happenings start, start happening. <laughs> Let's just call it that. On April 6, 2012, Amanda was first arrested driving under the influence in West Hollywood. She was pulled over for hitting a police car and refused to take a drug or alcohol test. Four days later, she was accused of hitting a car on the freeway before driving off. I feel like if Amanda Bynes hit me with her car, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an autograph? <laughs> After formally being charged with a DUI, Amanda took to Twitter where she pleaded with Barack Obama. Hey, at Barack Obama, I don't drink. Please fire the cop who arrested me. I also don't hit and run. The end. She goes on to plead not guilty. On August the 5th of the same year, Amanda is accused of hitting her third car. On September the 5th, she was charged with two counts of a hit and run, facing a year in jail, and she pled not guilty. So on September the 16th, she was pulled over driving with an expired license. The next day, Lindsay Lohan tweets, Why did I get put in jail and a Nickelodeon star has no punishment so far? These are the moments that I appreciate my life experiences, living without regrets, and Disney for supporting me as an actress. Oh, come off it, Lindsay. Like, I love Lindsay. So do I. But why are you pitting this uh, this woman who's, like, clearly very vulnerable? And having some mental health issues as well. Yeah. We don't need to... We don't need to have a war about this. No. It's it's not a you-against-her thing. It's two two completely... It's almost like internalised misogyny, like, her kind of... But also, like, it's like you just said, they did have this competition. So, Lindsay, please. Lindsay. So, on September the 20th, uh, Amanda reveals to People magazine that she doesn't drink and is choosing to move to New York to start a fashion line. The article also stated that an observer saw Bynes at the gym exhibiting really odd behaviour. She was allegedly seen taking her top off and leaving the class after spending 10 minutes doing her makeup. Apparently she pulled out a full makeup bag. Yeah, full makeup. Like a full makeup bag. Mm. And was doing her lipstick and her um, like foundation yeah. lining an elliptical. Oh, babe. I know, poor darling. Poor darling. The day after this, TMZ reports that Amanda had been dropped by her lawyer, agent and publicist after years of being a dream client. On November 12th, she claims she is suing In Touch magazine for printing lies about her. She says, I'm 26, a millionaire, and retired. Early 2013, Amanda starts posting on a Tumblr account and debuts her new cheek piercings. In March, she hops on Twitter and claims she invented the term illy and lol lol. (laughs) She probably did. Yeah. Five days later, she tweets the iconic, I want Drake to murder my vagina. Yeah. There's not much to say about that, is yeah. there? <laughs> in May of 2013, Amanda divulges uh, to In Touch magazine that she doesn't understand why everyone thinks that she's gone crazy. I have no clue why people call me insane, but every time I've heard it, it comes from an ugly person's mouth. So, I don't care. She states again that she doesn't drink alcohol because she's allergic, and she insists that she doesn't smoke pot so, she be, so that she can stay in shape for the photo shoots. Also, amongst the people that she called ugly was like... Rihanna, Kid yeah. Cuddy, we'll get into Drake. <laughs> it's all crazy. So on May the 2nd, Jenny McCarthy tweeted, The police are at Amanda Bynes' house. I hope they get her help. Enough of this circus, she needs help. Which was actually quite nice. She was yeah. the only person kind of saying she's yeah. not well, give her help. It's like Octavia Spencer <laughs> being like, What did she say? Oh, get it! Make him sign a prenup. Yes, about Sam. Icon, icon. <laughs> she ain't for that. She, that's in regards to Britney Spears. Yeah. Um. So, Amanda then lashed out, calling Jenny ugly, old, and that she looked eighty compared to me. McCarthy apologized, and Amanda replies, "Thanks. I'm sorry I offended you. You're beautiful. I was lying. I'll delete our tweets." It's honestly kind of iconic. Like, if she, if Amanda Bynes tweeted anything at me, I would be like. Once again, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> on May 5th, 2009, Amanda confesses on Twitter to having a nose job to remove the skin that was like a webbing in between my eyes, which that's like part of the beauty of her. She, yeah. she, she was stunning. She, was she still is. A couple of days later, In Touch magazine produces photos showing Amanda's drug-fueled party house. Photographs showed Amanda slept on a mattress on the floor with windows that had been spray-painted black. The floor was covered with bags of pot. The day after the photos were published, Amanda is famously arrested for throwing a bong out her window on the 36th floor. She is taken to hospital for a psychiatric assessment before heading to court in her infamous blonde wig. She claims to the judge that she thought it was a vase. Amanda took to Twitter to accuse the police of sexual assault and said one of them slapped her vagina. 
it's very clear that she's not well at she's this point. She's not fucking well. She and, needs help. Yeah, and that wasn't really taken into consideration until way later down the track. Oh, God. And then yeah. you have the media calling her crazy and, oh, she's lost. And we will get into why we yeah. think, but... It, it, yeah. And this was, we were talking about this earlier, but this was a period in time where tabloids were so huge and everything that you read in magazines, you kind of took as Bible. As Bible, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was on every fucking... Everywhere. Every tabloid. Well, it reminds me of Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Look, look at how yeah. the media treated her. She was crucified. And so was Amanda mm-hmm. for a really long time. It makes me sick. So on May the 26th, Amanda tweets Rihanna saying, this is, this is quite bad. Yes. Uh, Chris Brown beat you because you're not pretty enough and that she nearly named her new dog Rihanna. Rihanna snapped back, you see what happens when they cancel intervention? The same day she tweets out that she's suing her family for money laundering and unethical manager work. And she says she doesn't speak to them anymore and would rather be homeless than let them live off my money. The same day Amanda tweets that she's suing her family for money laundering and unethical manager work. She says she doesn't speak to them anymore and would rather them be homeless than live live off my money. The next day on May the 27th, Amanda tweets that she's suing the NYPD for illegally entering my apartment, lying about having drugs on me and lying about me tampering with non-existent drug paraphernalia. Then I'm suing for being put into a mental hospital against my will, then locked up overnight for coming home after a facial and working out with my trainer like the good girl that I am. She claims that she's looking forward to her newfound career as a rapper and states that Rihanna tweets, Rihanna's tweets were fake and she looks forward to collaborating with her one day. <sighs> I, yeah, we. I. It makes it. <laughs> I'm, I've lost my words. Anyway. It makes it hard to defend when she's bringing up domestic violence. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't. Especially agree considering yeah. uh, what she's been through yeah. as well. But it makes it hard in this period of time to kind of sympathise with her in yeah. a way. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> we both lost our words. It's rough. And <laughs> Rihanna's one of those people as well that I just like. Even Rihanna's response yeah. i would not step to rihanna no never sorry but don't fuck with don't me. fuck with, with the queen, queen. Yeah. yeah rihanna's the most like unproblematic woman yeah ever like oh, i love her so do i Bynes was hospitalized and put on a 5150 psychiatric hold in july 2013 she allegedly started a fire in an elderly woman's driveway in october 2014 she was once again placed in a psychiatric hold after a series of tweets she claimed that her father had abused her sexually, physically and verbally, as well as putting a microchip in her brain. Again, like we don't know if yeah. that statement is true or not, but some people say this was kind of her way of confessing that her dad had allowed her to be abused by Dan Schneider. Yeah. Because, when we'll talk about it later, but she does go on to refer to him as her second dad. Yeah. So, in August 2013, her mother Lynn was granted a temporary conservatorship. This was turned into a permanent conservatorship in October 2013. The judge ruled that she poses a substantial risk to herself, to others, and to property. The court documents revealed that she had been going on spending sprees, as well as giving random people Cartier jewellery. So she spent $1.4 million in a few months. So that's an insane amount of money. That is more Um, than we will ever see. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was... You know, we think of conservatorships now as being a really bad thing because of mm. what we know with Britney. Mm. Um, but at, in this period of time, it was probably a necessary thing for her. Yeah, so somewhat. That she didn't, yeah, I feel like her parents abused it. Oh, absolutely. Well, they did because yeah. she was on the conservatorship for way too long. Yeah. Um, but it should have been a few weeks, like maybe a month. Yes. To yes. help her get, get on her feet again. Yeah, absolutely. But when they're... And this is the thing about conservatorships, like even with Britney, they'll be like, oh, well, she's disabled. Yeah. She can't, yeah. you know, she's medicated to the nines, yeah. but then she's still out there doing massive shows yeah. whilst, like they literally got her performing like a circus animal. I know. So anyway, in January of 2014, Amanda enrolled at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. At first, she seemed to be doing really well, uh, but she was reportedly kicked out in 2017 for c- causing horrendous fights with classmates. And she was eventually allowed back and ended up graduating in 2019. After a couple years of being relatively low key, Amanda appeared on the cover of Paper Magazine in November of 2018. She opened up about her experience with drug use, saying that she had been using marijuana at age 16. And she also stated that she used cocaine three times, which is really giving Lindsay my hand in the (laughs) interview. 
On the set of Hairspray, she began to use Adderall after discovering that it can keep you thin. She would visit a psychiatrist and fake ADHD symptoms to obtain the drugs. However, there is speculation that Amanda was encouraged to start taking Adderall during the filming of All That. Which was... Which was a child. Yeah, that was her first ever gig. Yeah. In regards to her Twitter escapade, she said, I'm really ashamed and embarrassed with all the things that I've said. I can't turn back time, but if I could, I would. That's really sad. Yeah. And I think the thing with abusing those drugs, like even when you look at Amanda, you could look at her and be like, that's someone that has ADHD. Mm. Because I have ADHD. And... Also, the fact that she was smoking a lot of weed, weed as well, well. Yeah. like very publicly, <clears throat> excuse me, publicly smoking a lot of weed, also psychosis. Yeah, also probably doing a lot of other a lot things. of other drugs. And she did do cocaine three times, so yeah. that might have contributed to her. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, very easy to abuse and yes. then go down that. Oh, it's so road. easy to abuse. Yeah. Okay, so now we are getting into, I guess, like a bit of a theory about where her problems kind of stem from. So this, again, quite triggering. We're getting into the whole Dan Schneider side of things. So this is very alleged, by the way. So Dan was apparently running, like, a full-blown secret, Mm. like, pedophile ring in Hollywood. So he would do these casting calls for kids to come and audition, and they would run these camps where the kids would either come and stay, and there'd be Mm. all these, like male executives and producers like Mm. trying to find the next big thing and people have come out saying that they would have to show their feet and and also just sit on them and wriggle around on their laps and kind of just roll around on these men yes when they were children and they would actually make a point of being like the parents can't come in the parents can't come in because the kids will be embarrassed and they basically had free reign yeah they did and for hours and hours too like it wasn't just a quick um, a quick casting call. Yeah. It was hours and days of just having free reign yes. over these children while their, their parents were just hoping they'd be the next big thing. Yeah. And it's very, you know, people want to pretend that pedophiles don't exist, but oh. if, even if you look at the, sorry to bring this up, but like the Catholic church yes. and the whole, the way it is built up to yeah. bury things, that was very much what was happening at Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like if, I've heard that they would kind of just change and swap people around mm. if they got caught doing something. And because Dan Schneider, he was making them millions and millions of dollars. They mm. couldn't afford the controversy, basically. Yeah. He um, he still kind of works with Nickelodeon even now yes. behind the scenes. Yes. Even though all of this, yeah. what we're about to get into, all of this has come out into the open. He's still actually got such a hold he does. over these people. And pe- uh, pedophilia, sorry is so huge in Hollywood, but nobody fucking talks about it. Because it's so taboo. And also, what, I'm sorry, what is a grown man Mm -hmm. wanting to be near that many children? That many children. Yeah. And it's also not like he was this comedic genius that was was writing these really profound films. He was, he was writing children squishing their feet in spaghetti. Yes. (laughs) It's like there's something wrong there. If we actually just add two and two together... Like, it come on, use your brains. Like, I'm, I'm putting two and two together and I'm getting seven. Like, yeah. <laughs> why are these grown-ups men wanting to be around these children, going to camps? Yeah. And it is, like, people would look at Hollywood and be like, no, that stuff doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. it's like, this is a pedophile's wet dream. It is. Let's get into an industry where yep. we're respected, paid millions, and we have free fucking reign yep. for these kids that don't. And a lot of the time, their parents, yeah. like, unless it's like Jamie Lynn or something, which mm-hmm. we'll get into. Mm-hmm. These parents aren't necessarily well off and they're willing to do anything to get fame and money and success from their children. They're pimping out their children. They're pimping out their fucking children. And they're just turning a blind eye to allegedly happening. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) So, yeah, there have been numerous claims of, I guess, pedophilia being rife in Hollywood and these executives being called out. So, yeah, the kids get abused and then they do go into like a bit of a system of yachting, Mm. which is. If you don't listen to the podcast, Beyond the Blinds, I am obsessed, but they go into a lot of crazy days and nights, blind items about yachting, which is, again, these kids are being like highly sexualized, probably abused, and then they go on to act out sexually, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a a normal thing that happens when you are abused. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the whole like Corey Feldman of it all and... You yeah. know, the the publicist named Jeff Ballard, and he was friends with pedophiles, Marty Weiss and Bob Ballard. There's just so much. Yes. And the deeper, I know that you've done the biggest deep dive yes. on it, but the deeper you get, 
the more layers there are. There's and layers and yeah, layers. Yeah, so, so much goes on that <sighs> people don't know about and people don't talk about. Yeah. And they were, this is the thing, they were all kind of, we, we should do a core, the two cores. Oh, episode. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but there are, they all kind of run in the same mm. groups and these are like some of the people. So, Jeff Ballard, he was good friends of Charlie Sheen, who was also problematic yeah. as fuck, but he rep- uh, reportedly abused yeah, Corey Feldman, yeah. Corey Holm, and then there's Bob Villard, who worked as a talent manager and represent, represented Leo DiCaprio. In 2005, Villard was sentenced to eight years prison for committing lewd acts against a 13-year-old boy. He was also arrested for chi- uh, child pornography in 1987. He was known for taking headshots and inappropriate photographs of the actors to sell. Mm-hmm. In 2001, he was sentenced to three years probation after police found thousands of photos of young boys. It's so fucked up. So fucked up. So there was also Marty Weiss, um, who was a child talent manager who was charged with multiple charges of child sexual abuse in 2012. He pleaded no contest to two counts of oral copulation with a child under the age of 14. And he was sentenced to only one year and five months, but he actually got out after six months on good behaviour. Makes me sick. Me too. And these names pop up so many times. They do! Yeah, and not just with like a couple select um, children and people. Yeah. They pop up constantly. It's well, like what smoke is fucking fire? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a fucking there's a fire. Fucking fire yeah, going fucking on. Fucking fire. And then there's also Lou Perlman, who he managed the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And then there's a whole Aaron Carter, Nick Carter situation. Mm. Same, same, same type sort of, of pattern. Deal. Yeah. And then we have Brian Peck. So he actually worked for Nickelodeon. Mm. He served 16 months in prison for sexually abusing a Nickelodeon child actor. He is still working with children as an acting coach and worked on Disney series after this. Peck was originally charged with 11 counts, including lewd act upon a child, sodomy of a person under 16, attempted sodomy of a person under 16, sexual penetration by foreign object, four counts of oral copulation of a person under 16, oral copulation by anesthesia or controlled substance, sending harmful matter and using a minor for sex acts. And to think he only got 16 months as well. People get more for... Yeah, for fucking stealing a car. It's like this isn't enough for ruining this many children's lives. Ruining them. So there was also Brian Singer, who was a filmmaker who was accused back in 1997 of sexual misconduct with three underage boys. And charges were dismissed and it was settled out of court. In 2014, he was accused again of drugging and raping actor Michael Egan. And this charge was also dismissed. Another man then came forward who claimed that Brian and producer Gary Goddard met an underage boy for sex. And once again, the charges were dismissed. So author Brett Easton Ellis claimed that his partner had attended underage sex parties hosted by singer and another director named Roland Emmerich. In 2017, another man came forward claiming that singer had raped him at age 17. A $150,000 settlement was reached. Which isn't nearly enough. No. It's not nearly enough for a what's, lifetime. What's that going to cover? Like three years worth of therapy? Yeah. yeah. Like, Basically. You, like, what? So then in 2019, four more men came forward with allegations. And it's like, these are people that have come forward. Imagine the people that Imagine. haven't come forward. And the people that have been paid off. Yes. Oh, so many. It's like Jeanette McCurdy. She was offered um, like an extortionate... She was. Um, extortionate. Exorbitant amount of money yeah. to... Um, not tell her story and she turned it down but it was a huge amount of money yeah huge and that's the thing like when you are abused or whatever sometimes it's like do you want to be dragged through the courts yeah do you want to go through all that trauma yeah and it's like i, I and have almost, people not believe you and have people not believe you and i almost feel like i would take them i would take i would be like, I give me a million dollars i'll go live a semi try and live a semi normal life with yeah. my check Ugh. <sighs> So in 2018, Nickelodeon released a statement saying that they had cut ties with Dan Schneider. Following many conversations together about next directions and future opportunities, Nickelodeon and longtime creative partner Dan Schneider, Schneider's Bakery, have agreed not to extend the current deal. Since several Schneider's Bakery projects are wrapping up, both sides agreed that this is a natural time for Nickelodeon and Schneider's Bakery to pursue other opportunities and projects. Shortly after this announcement, several of Dan's ex-employees came forward with allegations. So, um, in regards to that, I was um, reading something that said, you know, they, Nickelodeon put out this statement, mm. but like days later, weeks later, Dan Schneider was still seen on the sets of Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
they didn't actually. They have to save face though. Yeah, exactly right. And that's all they were doing was saving face. They didn't give a fuck. No. He made them millions, millions. of dollars. And he, they, he single-handedly pretty much put Nickelodeon on the map. Oh, he did. Yeah. But it's like you were saying, like, it's not like he's, like, again, Quentin Tarantino, mm. massive piece of shit. Huge. But there's no denying he makes a Incredible. fucking good movie. Yeah. And it's... It's, it's <laughs> like Dan Schneider made iCarly. Yeah. And it's not, it's not him making fucking Gone with the Wind. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a yeah. very easy person to, like, get replace. or replace. Replace. I'm sorry, we can all kind of... We right. can all kind of write something that doesn't involve, again, <laughs> children squishing spaghetti yeah, and making uh, potatoes. Making potatoes do come, essentially. Yeah, it's all too much. So, an explosive deadline report came out that alleged um, that Schneider had a horrific temper. He displayed abusive behavior and inappropriate behavior with fans and stars. He was known to yell and have tantrums, as well as sending angry texts and emails to the young stars outside of work hours. Apparently, he was relentless. Relentless. Yes. Yeah. So, another accusation is that he would ask for shoulder and back massages on set. (laughs) Arthur Gradstein, a former employee, stated that he was unreasonably demanding, controlling, belittling, and vindictive, with a willful disregard for boundaries or workplace appropriateness. Uh, And I think it's... He also did this thing where he would tweet out to fans to send in photos of their feet. Yeah, and then respond to the feet pics being like, awesome, send me another one. On the Nickelodeon account. Like, come on, people. And we didn't think anything of it. Everyone was just like, "Mm, hmm, whatever. I don't think we've stated he had a massive foot fetish. Massive. If we haven't stated that already. It was, like, even the Nickelodeon symbol. Worse than Quentin (laughs) Times. No, like... But yeah, even the Nickelodeon symbol had a foot. Like, come on, people! Why did we not think of like? I why did we not know. add to it together? The tweets, the mm-hmm. tweets. So, like, why, as a grown man, are you wanting to see children's feet? I don't know. Make it make fucking sense. <laughs> it's so wrong. In August 2022, an insider report claimed that reports of alleged misconduct towards women on set spanned back decades. There have been tons of allegations that Nickelodeon actively protected him and covered up these incidents. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Writers from his shows claimed that they often felt uncomfortable by how much he sexualized the child actors. Mm. He would push for them to wear revealing clothes and say dialogue with weird sexual undertones. Yeah. Again, the potato. Yeah. So, um, if you don't know about the potato, um, Ariana Grande uh, used to star on Victorious. Mm. And apparently he preferred her over the other female actresses. Mm. And there was one scene on one of the episodes where she was holding a potato and talking in this little baby voice, Mm. wondering if a potato could make water if he squeezed it hard enough. Mm. And there's this really... It's really sexual. Yeah, yeah. There's there's um, footage of her like laying with her she's head like, off the back of the bed, like squeezing the potato into her mouth. And as children, we we're like, "That's funny. She's silly." You're but like, a grown man wrote no, that. No, it's also a grown ass man wrote that. And I, I mean, I don't like Ari. Like, no. I can, I can no, no, no. somewhat be like, okay, yeah, yeah. she can fucking sing. But yeah. she also hasn't has woken up. No, and she'll actively, I think. Jeanette McCurdy has a big mm. issue with her because she mm. won't... She'll still support Dan Schneider. I think mm. there was photos of her like at an awards ceremony that Jeanette kind of tried to yeah. boycott. So, I mean... But then again, it's like, who who can say? Like, yeah. did he do something? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know, because she's never said anything. No. And, yeah. yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've never actually read anything to do no. with Ariana and no. Dan Schneider. Exactly. So who fucking knows? So, former Zoe 101 star Alexa Nicholas alleged that Schneider would ask to be present at all of her wardrobe fittings and would request Polaroids. She was 12 years old at the time. Jeanette McCurdy has also spoke publicly about the abuse she faced at the hands of Dan. He would often scream in her face, give her unwanted shoulder rubs, and would pressure her to drink underage. She alleged that they, like you said, offered her the $300,000 to remain silent. Which is huge for for a teenager. Yes. Massive. But also, like... But it's also not enough. Raise the money. Like, that girl, she wrote, she wrote a really good book. Yeah. And I reckon she'd be getting millions from that. 100%. And good for fucking her. Agreed. I really like her. So do I. I think she's very... The book is amazing. If you haven't read it, go read it. Um, I'm it glad my mum died. Yeah. yeah. Her mum was a fucking piece, a of, piece shit of shit. Too. I really like her. And so I, do I. I, I. I wish her all the best. Like she's, she's, she's a good one. She is. Good egg. So other... Th- 
strange things that have since been looked back on in hindsight. So one questionable scene involved a young Jamie Lynn Spears being squirted in the face with goo. There have also been rumours circulating for years that Dan is the secret father of Jamie Lynn's daughter. I'm sorry, I don't... Okay, I was just going to say I don't give in to conspiracies, but I yeah. totally do. Like, yeah. I love a tinfoil hat moment. So I <laughs> If you look at photos of her daughter, and like, I'm just saying, there's some I'm fishy going on saying. here. And that pregnancy was um, really Very kind odd. of hidden as yes. well. It was. It said that it was like uh, the father was a boyfriend on the show who was yeah. also around the same age as her, but she pretty much didn't have parents. Oh like, no! Yeah, they. She Dan pretty much raised her. Yeah. It's like I'm not surprised if that baby is. Is. Yes, and also so fucking traumatic for her. So we don't we don't no, scan no, her. No, here. no, we do not. Scan her. <laughs> We're not Jamie Lynn Spears no. scans, but I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if no. one day she was like, eh. yeah, it's Dan Schneider's. <laughs> also, there there is this like well known story about Britney coming on set and defending uh, Jamie Lynn when she got into a fight with a girl because oh. which goes to show that again her parents weren't there. Yeah. And I'm sure Brittany would have seen some shit. And yeah. she was kind of like, okay, I'm going to come in and defend my yeah. little sister. I can't even imagine what those that family has been through. The, the Spears family. I need to do a deep dive because they're... <laughs> so no, mad. her dad is... A, I think it's her granddad apparently murdered the grandmother. Like, <gasps> it's real. Their family is, like, very abusive. Also, her mother killed a boy. Brittany Spears' mother. Yeah. In, 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 it, it was a hit and run, but apparently she's never addressed it. She's never said sorry. It's like a I've whole, never even heard of that. Dude, their family, like, it goes back to how fucked and abusive they are. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's okay. like a whole Jesus fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another weird thing that Dan did was hop in a spa with Amanda Bynes during filming for The Amanda Show. There were rumours that during a tumultuous period in her teens, Amanda considered moving in with Dan and his wife, Lisa. Um, so during this time as well, Amanda tried to get a emancipation from her family. I think yes. she was 17 and yeah. Dan and Lisa were really riding for they her. They were really to, for yeah, her. Yeah. To live with them. Yeah. Um, which is like, was the wife involved too? A pro- do pro- of, like, come on. Yeah. Probably. Oh. On her Ghislaine Maxwell shit. <laughs> oh, can you imagine doing one on that? Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I need a Xanax for that one. <laughs> uh, so his wife, Lisa, has since gone on the record and stated that this is not true but that Amanda was spending a lot of time at their house. Again, why? No shit, why? Why do you have a young girl? <laughs> it's so crook. It's so fucking crook. Um, so there's a blind item website called Crazy Days and Nights ran by an anti lawyer. Amanda is known to have a really good relationship with him. And in 2018, Amanda wrote an open letter to the readers of the site that was coded last night after the news broke about a certain producer and actress you all know Knows a producer as well as anyone sent me this. So this is quite long. Mm. Uh, so this is what Amanda said. Thank you for your ongoing support. I don't know how these men sleep at night, but if there's one thing I do know is what's done in the dark always comes to the light. XOXO. Sorry, I thought I was clever. Unfortunately, I'll obviously be not, not be making any comment whatsoever for obvious reasons. And unfortunately, I feel as though the only way that legitimate stories can make the headlines regarding... Name remote. <laughs> ...is if others speak publicly on this behaviour. Blanked was truly like a second father to me, but things changed. After the second incident, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have children or have the family of my dreams. People have been picking this scab for years. I just won't be the one to rip it off. That's a lot. Yeah. And um, in the original tweet as well, there was um, certain letters that were... That spelt out Dan. Yeah, Dan did it. And what's... Jeanette also did that video where she's like, look what you've done to me, Dan Schneider. It's like, come on, bring come this fucker down. Like, can we just put two and two together. <laughs> and that was like a real cry for help. And yeah. she, she does have a really good relationship with that website. Yeah. So I, I do believe that's her. Even the spelling and stuff. Yeah. Like, even the XOXO. The X Yeah. <laughs> like, literally spell unforge. <laughs> it's totally her. I just. And then there was the whole relationship with Paul, Paul Michael and the face tattoo. I, I don't think they're together. No. Anymore. And that they no. had like, I think she was trying to start off like a music career. Mm. And then I, I'm sorry. She had this song called Diamonds and I actually fucking, uh, I, I love it. <laughs> I don't is, think I've ever heard no, it. No, it is actually, or, or she has this other one called Fairfax. It's like Fairfax. <laughs> like, 
I'm sorry. I anything she does, I live for. I know, me too. But her music, I was like, damn, it's good. Uh, can we have a bop after yeah. this? <laughs> so that is the cursed tale of Amanda. Paul, Amanda Bynes, and a bit about the fucking asshole Dan Schneider. What do you think? How do you feel after all that? It was a lot. I feel sick. I feel like I. It all makes sense. Mm. And you see it so often with all these child stars. Yes. Like people will say, you know, oh, it's 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 the child star curse. Yes. And it's like we as a society need to actually start unpacking yeah. this and being like, okay, clearly there's a pattern of behaviour. Mm. These kids get essentially pimped out by their parents. Yeah. They get abused, yeah. and then and they're also living this wild. Lifestyle, lifestyle from a really young age with money and unlimited access drugs. to drugs, booze, fucking bitch. If yeah, if that was me, like yeah. I think I struggle. And like, I, there are times where I'm like, <laughs> well, there have been times in my life where I'm like, how am I going to scrounge together <laughs> to get a bag of weed? Can you fucking imagine mm. having at your fingertips yeah. access to coke? No, fucking anything you want, mm. wherever you go. Yeah, it's. It makes sense that these people go off the go off the, the deep end. Miles. It makes a lot of sense. It's such a shame, um, mm. particularly with Amanda's case. She, I hate being that person that's like she could have been so much, but she had such the most special. incredible talent. And just presence. this natural charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah. She had and, fun. Yeah, she had. She was so kind <laughs> from a really young mm. age, and. Unfortunately, this business fucked her over, yeah. and she's now paid the consequences for the rest of her life. Yes. But do you think that she could have a comeback? I mean, look at Lindsay. Um, I think so, but maybe not in the sense of acting. I think maybe mm. she'll have a comeback in something that's on her own terms that she can completely control like yeah. maybe like a book or a podcast or yeah. a, like a tv deal i or hope something. she comes out i hope so too spills all the tea yeah i hope so well she um, was recently caught as well having that this is what kind of gives me like a shred of faith she was having a manic episode in public mm. but she had the awareness to she actually called the police or the ambulance on oh, wow. herself so she has that awareness now where i think she's like okay cool i'm having an episode yeah. i can kind of deal with yeah. it and yeah yeah i hope i hope that's a, a good sign for her <laughs> yeah it's also fucking sad it's it, it is fucking sad and there needs to come a point where we just fucking kill dan schneider <laughs> not us not us <laughs> not, not us, us but, but like somebody yeah like he just needs to be well robert downey jr did he i know robert <laughs> fucking downey jr came forward yeah. and he said i well what was he face out when he said it? Was it again? It might have been on one of the blogs. Or it was something. on one of the blogs. Yeah. So when he not, called Dan Schneider out. Yeah, he called out Dan Schneider, and he was like, "He's the creepiest, worst man I've ever yeah. met." And it's like, I need Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. I need all like everyone mm-hmm. that was. Yeah. I know it's harder. You know yeah. they're probably being paid off. Blah, blah blah blah. But it's like I need somebody. Take him down. Yeah. Like look at fucking what fucking McCurdy did. Yeah. Like she came like. This is why I fucking love her. Like, yeah, she too. came out with a fucking book. She's on podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the Me Too movement was so huge. Yes. And it brought down he who shall not be named. Yes. But it's like, <laughs> let's do that with fucking damn Dan Let's Schneider. do it for the kids. Let's do it for the kids. <sighs> it's all too much. Anyway, that was fucking dark. That was really fucking dark. Um, I feel like I need, yeah, me too. need a drink now. I just want to say, I'm not going to kill Dan Schneider. Yeah, we just need to <laughs> say that probably. Like, yeah. we... <laughs> Look, me personally, me personally, <laughs> but that man needs to, yeah, he needs to face the consequences. Right. He needs to get the fuck away from those kids' feet. Mm. Stay the fuck away <laughs> from the away underage from the kids' feet. Like, please, <laughs> leave those tootsies alone, God damn. you sick, sick pup. Shall we have a wine? Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this Yeah. awful episode awful episode and we're really sorry to <laughs> burst this bubble but yeah. yeah this needs to be spoken about more i also just want to say a big thank you to you oh, for you. doing the deep dive and researching endlessly and tirelessly oh to bring God. this shit show this fun this shit beast. show <laughs> this beast to fruition you beast as Aline would say <laughs> but like oh. And yeah, even researching this, I was like, I feel it was a lot fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. this was hard. So really let's go hard. have a fucking wine. Let's have a wine. Yeah. Thank you for tuning Thank in. Thank you everybody. for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram. We mm-hmm. have a TikTok now at Avant Garden Club. 
what else? We've all, we're also on uh, uh, Apple Music. Apple, yay! Apple, so you can listen to us there. Tell your friends. Tell yeah. your mum. Tell your side piece. Yep. Tell everybody. Tell, tell, just don't tell fucking Dan Schneider. Please don't tell Dan Schneider. Please. <laughs> like, uh, that's the last fucking thing I need. Is that fucking... <laughs> Should we do a fuck one, marry one, kill one? Yeah, go on. Kelsey, Kelsey um, requested it. Oh, okay, cool. Let's do a fuck one, kill one, marry one. Okay, so fuck one, kill one, marry one. Who's going first? You go. Okay. So, I picked ones that you like, actually. Okay. So we've got Seth Rogen. Oh, come on, yeah. Rob Schneider. Stop. <laughs> and Pete Davidson. Uh, okay. I'm 110% killing Pete Davidson. <laughs> I... You and I have a secret affinity for him. I do, and I don't. <laughs> like, I... I... So if I was in a room you. alone with him, like, I can't say I wouldn't fuck Pete mm-hmm. Davidson, but he, after he dated Kim, I was like, you're fucking lame. Yeah. Like, he was dating Kelsey David, like, Larry David's fucking <laughs> daughter, and then goes on to date fucking Kim Kardashian. Mm. I was like, no. So, I'm going to have to kill him for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Mm, but that big old dick. Oh. Big old swanky yeah. dick. Yeah, I just know he has a big, <laughs> thick thing. <laughs> Oh, I have to. I have to marry Rob Schneider. Yeah, I love him. I know so so much. Hey. I think he's so cool because a computer. <laughs> April. April. <laughs> and I. Oh, but I'd also love to marry Seth Rogen. Same. Okay. I yeah. I would fuck Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. and we'd both be like hell high, yeah. just chilling in bed, <laughs> and then we'd. But then again, I'd like to marry him because Same. we could. We could do pottery and just yeah. smoke Halloween. And, just laugh. Yeah. Imagine hearing his laugh every morning when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might eventually get to me though. Like eventually That's your delight. Like, yeah, I'm like, no. Okay. For yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on. Dan Schneider. Oh, I'm so sorry. You can't. <laughs> Tori Spelling. Oh. <laughs> Tori Spelling, what era? I don't know. <laughs> did she, did she even have an era? No, she didn't. Like, she's... what even was she? What like, did Tori Spelling? I don't know. I'm so sorry. And then Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to marry Sasha. Yeah. Because he's insufferable, but he's also fucking hilarious. No, I love him. And so I... hot. So hot. Like, I find... Like, not that he's ugly, but I find oh, him so attractive. He's so gorgeous. He's so attractive. Um, I'm going to fuck Tori Spelling for the plot. Why not? <laughs> and then Dan Schneider, right in hell. Now you do get your happy ending of <laughs> killing Dan Schneider. My happy ending. <laughs> okay, so that good. is all for now, folks. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Boys and cheats and liars, they're such a big disgrace. They will tell you anything to get to second baseball. Baseball, and kicks is going to score. If you let them go all the way, then you are a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting to <laughs>